Hey everybody, it's Jeff. Uh, as of this recording, we've got a couple days to go before our first live storytelling event. It's called Working With Death, and it'll be on Wednesday, April 18th at Café du Nord. You still have a chance as of this, uh, the release of this podcast, you still have a chance to uh, get tickets in advance if you go to letsreimagine.org and uh, just search for us, search for the title Working With Death, or just look at the Wednesday lineup Working with Death is part of uh, the Reimagine End of Life Festival, which is a week-long series of events concerning death and dying here in San Francisco. It's a really, really worthwhile and wonderful event that we're honored to be a part of. So uh, we hope to see you out there on Wednesday. Go get tickets, and thanks a lot. I now work um, in the morning. I start at 3 a.m. and get off at noon. So mostly I don't cover Giants games anymore. That was news cameraman Josh Keppel. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Every week, this podcast features photographers, artists, musicians, business owners, and other San Franciscans talking about living, working, and doing their thing here. It's a great way to get to know your neighbors. Welcome to episode 25, part one. In this podcast, Josh will talk about the day back in 2001 when he was in the right place at the right time at Pac Bell Park, home of the San Francisco Giants. This podcast is the first in a series of episodes we'll be doing over the course of the baseball season as the Giants celebrate their 60th year in San Francisco. Here's Josh. Okay, so um, it was 2001. And um, this was a couple years after the home run record had been broken um, by McGuire and Sosa after a long time of not being broken. So there was a certain element of it didn't seem quite as historic at the time because it had just happened a few years earlier. But um, but it was exciting as a Giants fan to have a player like Barry Bonds playing in your hometown and we just had a new stadium that opened and so the whole thing I'm a lifelong Giants fan and so when I first started working here was actually one of my first days on the job they were putting the new sod down at the ballpark you know and um, so I have kind of felt like my whole career here started at the same time that the new ballpark started and so I I really followed not just as a fan, but as a journalist. So anytime big events were happening, I was always like, Hey, I'll go cover that. And, um, and a friend, my friend, Ted Rollins, who was a reporter I worked with, um, he was on board with me. So we would volunteer to, let's say work on a Sunday because we knew that it was the last game of the season. And, um, bonds broke the record on Friday and I, I think a lot of people just kind of thought, Oh, okay. The record's broken like stories over and Ted and I were like, no, the last ball that gets hit, that's the story. Like mm-hmm. that's the one that's going to live on forever. People aren't going to think about the 71st home run. Right. They're going to think about whatever the last one is. Mm-hmm. So we offered to work on our Sunday. This is the last game of the year. The last game of the year. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and so on that day, the U S started dropping bombs in Afghanistan as, um, response to 9-11 that had been about a month earlier. So our um, our 
news deciders uh, said, hey, you guys, you can still go to the ballpark, but we don't care about Barry Bonds home run baseball anymore. We want you to cover a story about security because that was kind of the thing going on at the time was Mm -hmm. this heightened security, you know, less than a month after 9-11. Right. And uh, so we're like, okay, so we go there. But then, you know, Barry Bonds is coming up to bat and I look at Ted and I'm just like, dude, we're going up there to see if we can get a shot of the ball it, and I wasn't even sure what I was hoping to get aside from just get video of him hitting it and maybe get a shot of the guy catching it mm-hmm. or not necessarily catching it but who ends up with it you know like mm-hmm. who's the newest millionaire in the Bay Area basically <laughs> right. it's like a lottery ticket falling out of the sky and or a lifelong season ticket holder or right something. yeah exactly there's some compensation right. coming for whoever ends up with that baseball right and um so we I, I was there on Friday um when the 71st and second balls were hit. And, and so 71 was the record breaker. Yeah, it had been 70. Yeah. Okay. And so 71 and then 72 was hit that same night, which was also interesting that it was like, oh, wow, there's already, you know, this guy who got the 71st ball, that's already not nearly as worth right. as much as the guy who has the 72nd one. Um, and so I had scoped out this, this spot that's up in the arcade, up in the kind of right field, and kind of um, by the cape, cable car it's kind it's between the cable car and those four like little towers that shoot water when oh, a right. home run gets hit yes and there's this one little section that was for wheelchairs and I, I saw it on friday when i was there and was like that's a good spot <laughs> mm-hmm. for a guy with a ca- big camera it's Fairly center field history. Yeah, you yeah. Got a shot of the arcade. You got yeah. a shot of left field. Yeah, the bleachers. Right, and yeah. so I was like, "Let's go to that spot because I." It was mostly just an access thing for me because you don't want to go stand in front of people that have been waiting there for an hour or two, waiting to get a view, and then up shows this guy with a camera on his shoulder blocking your view. Right. So I'm like, "Oh, there's a good spot where I can kind of crouch down and get a good shot." Can I ask real fast? Um, were you concerned about? And were you concerned with and could you get a shot from there of Bonds? I knew I could. Away? Yeah, I okay. could totally get a shot of him. And My camera ignorance is showing. Yeah, no, but I, I mean, it's long was 300 feet away or whatever. So, probably yeah, more than, yeah, more than 400, yeah. yeah. Um, so I knew I could get a shot and um, and, you know, you have no idea where he's going to hit it. Right. And lo and behold, he basically hit it right to me, <laughs> and I'm sorry, I can still remember it as clear as day. Where you, I was zoomed all the way in on him, and I had you know my right eye in the viewfinder, and my left eye is kind of open just to get my surroundings and make mm-hmm. sure no one's you know running up to me or anything. Okay. And he hits the ball, and I zoom out, and I I actually kind of lose sight of it in my viewfinder. I was going to ask if you were already good at tracking hit baseballs. Yeah, I don't point. I don't cover sports very right, much. I, I'm a news guy, so I only cover it when there's something big going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have one of those super amazing cameras that they use for the telecast. Right. You know, I have like a news camera that I have on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, so I zoom out and I just, with my other eye, I kind of survey the crowd and see where they're looking and I just see them all kind of going straight up in the air. And so, I mean, it it was really luck where I just am zooming out and just kind of following what I would imagine the trajectory to be, Mm -hmm. which ended up being exactly it, but it was an overcast day. So you, you can't even really see the ball when it's up in the air. 
and then I just kind of follow it over and it just drops right into a guy's glove standing 10 feet away from me maybe <laughs> and um and he goes right to the ground and all the people around him everyone's looking up at the ball they're mm -hmm. not looking at oh who's the guy that's going to catch you know everyone thinks they're going to catch it so they're all and including people five feet away or whatever you know everyone's leaning in and everyone's and this one guy catches it and goes down and everyone almost kind of ends up on top of him basically like scrum, yeah. yeah and then for like two minutes no one knows what's going on and <laughs> at the bottom are, of the yeah, pile yeah and people and my reporter had a microphone with him that you know we would use to interview people or whatever and he was kind of right there i mean he remembers seeing a ball on the ground and but it's it had like sucker written on it because people were taking balls Dummies. and writing sucker and then they would like a home run would get hit and they'd throw a sucker ball into like the the water or something you know people to are get, the best yeah, to get it's also hilarious people like in kayaks or whatever right. to think they hear the crowd cheering and the ball drops in and they scurry over there and then grab it and it says sucker on it and like black sharpie um so so yeah so ted's down there and i mean it's crazy i i'm just standing there going what is how close was he he was right there i mean he was he was like in kind the, of in the, the mix basically because he he just happened to be standing just mm -hmm. off to my left and that's right where it landed um so yeah so then another guy ends up with the ball and is kind of holding it up looking at me holding this ball up like and i'm the only tv camera there there's no other anyone else there and this was before people had cell phones with cameras yeah. on it and stuff the glorious and, days. yeah <laughs> and, and he looks up at me and is kind of like holding the ball like showing it to me and i kind of like take my head away from my camera and i'm like is that the ball you know i mouth it to him and he's like yes yeah this is the ball wow. and no one no one even know uh, understands it yet because he's not like jumping around i think he's just as shocked as anyone mm. else and um so he's just kind of holding the ball and I can see written on the ball with my camera, you know, kind of zoomed in on it. That says National League Baseball. Rollings. And yeah. And I was like, oh, there. Wow. There's the guy like, you, you know, I'm not thinking anything about the guy who caught it all happened very quickly. And it's almost like it all came to you. Yeah. The ball being hit and then the dude coming out of what I'm imagining, like a cartoon cloud. Of, yeah. Yeah. You know, and then the guy stands up. It's right. Like, it's like it all came to you. Yeah, no, totally. And I'm kind of like verifying it with <clears> him <throat> before anyone else even realizes what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then um, I believe it was like there were by that time, some of the man um, security, security, I guess, for the ballpark yeah, the were like making security. their way over there because right. um, it, this was before there was any sort of limits put on the standing room only zone. Right. Where now, if there was something like that to happen again, you'd have to have a ticket for the standing yeah. room only. But back then, it was like, uh, you know, half mm -hmm. the stadium could go down there because mm -hmm. they're thinking, hey, I want it. I want you my could chance. Probably still smoke up there at that point. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. This is, we're talking the ancient <laughs> 17, <laughs> 16 yeah. years ago, at least yeah. 16 yeah. plus. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So then they grab him and then and then I'm kind of like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's the guy. Because, you know, again, it's, it doesn't have sucker written on it like he's the, that's the real deal. So he go gets taken away. And, um, you know, it's funny because. 
Ted and I are just shocked that it happened and that it ha- happened right where we were. And there's always a chance. I like I, I remember the Barry Bonds days. There's a slight chance that he won't hit a home run during a game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's rare, especially yeah. that season. But you're like, yeah. it might not. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I felt like, oh, man, I'm so glad that we volunteered to work on our day off. And this is all worth it. And this is great. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then the funny thing was they still wanted us to do the security story. <laughs> they still sure. didn't care about that at all. Sun and, still rises. Yeah. And we're kind of like, oh, man, but this is great. But OK, whatever. We'll feed this into the sports department. You know, so right. we um, feed our video into the sports department and. A little while later in the game. So we're still doing our security story and talking to people about if they feel safe or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, a little while later in the game, we see a guy walking towards the same room where the guy with the ball went to. Mm Kind of saying like, hey, I caught the ball and I want to see video of it showing me catch it because I caught it and this guy stole it from me. And you, you heard him say that? Yeah, or? yeah. We could see him walking with some security. We just, again, happened to just kind of be standing at the right place at the right time and right. and saw him with some, like, security guys and saying, like, he was basically like, I want to see the, the footage of the game that show you know, and see if it shows me catching it. Like, little, little do all of us know that that video's residing in my camera at that time. Right. Because <laughs> I hadn't even look, taken a look at it. But um, I had a good idea that, like you know, like hmm, I might have what he's looking for. I might have Zapruder level. <laughs> yeah. So he ends up going into the, um, you know, into the security office, and uh, later when we get in the truck and actually look at the like a monitor, and it's like, oh my gosh, wow, that I definitely have him catching the ball. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, is it's. You know, the video I was shooting was 30 frames in a second. Mm -hmm. And there are 19 frames of the ball in his glove. So it's like two thirds of a second. But it's the kind of thing that in sporting events where they would go back to the instant replay or whatever, Mm -hmm. where you look at it and and you can see him kind of close his glove on it and kind of twist the glove like towards his body, you know, kind of pulling it, it in. Yeah. It. Yeah. Now the wrinkle is that the ball is, it's like a snow cone catch where you can see the top of the ball sticking out of the glove. So he did catch it and chances are, if no one was there, it would have been a clean catch and right. you know, but it was that much easier for the ball to pop out of his glove mm-hmm. because it was only halfway caught essentially, or, you know, like it was, um, I might be getting ahead of your story, but is it going to boil down to, did it fall out or was it taken? Well, it ended up being basically the guy who caught it used my video to sue the guy who ended up with it. And it ended up being kind of a historic case in California property law. Okay. Because it really did boil down to what is possession. Mm. You know? Like what what constitutes you possessing something? Owning. Is it owning? Yeah, yeah. Is it two thirds of a second right. of catching a ball? Does right. that mean you have it? And and or is it that you have to fight off a angry mob of people trying to take it from you (laughs) before you're, you know, deemed as the owner. They held the 
the case once it started in um, one day where they really were arguing property law. They um, did it at the Hastings Law School Auditorium in front of like, oh. you know, hundreds of students. Oh, wow. Because, again, it really like they were going back to cases from like the 1700s <laughs> where there were whaling ships in the ocean and one ship fired a, harp a harpoon into a whale mm -hmm. and another ship came and captured the whale. The wh oh, my and God. the first ship would say, that's my whale. I we fired the shot that got it. And mm -hmm. they said, no, it's mine because we actually captured the thing. And the, there, these cases were actually like used in precedent. Yeah, in this yeah. baseball case That's to decide amazing. ownership. Music for the podcast is by Otis McDonald, aka Joe Bigale. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. I wanted to quickly plug a show that Michelle has coming up uh, this Thursday. That's April 19th. It's going to be an all-woman photo show over at the 1090 Gallery on Bryant Street. 1090 Bryant, to be exact. Go check it out. Please remember to follow Story San Francisco on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All the episodes and Michelle's photos of storytellers are up on our website, storiedsf.com. Other ways to listen include Google Play, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. You can reach us by email at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Check back Thursday for part two of Josh's story.